Welcome to Breaking Through, a photonics media podcast that examines the role of women in photonics. I'm Justine Murphy, Senior Editor with Photonics Media. In this episode, Kate Medicus, who is an R&D team leader focusing on metrology and optics manufacturing at New York-based Optimax, discusses her years of experience in the optics field. She got her start as an undergrad interning at the National Institute of Standards and Technology, and after years of study, she earned both her master's and Ph.D. in mechanical engineering and metrology. Like many other females in the industry, she has faced, with strength and confidence, challenges throughout her career that have shaped her. Overcoming those challenges has offered a new perspective, ultimately aiding her success. In my talk with her, she looks back on her education and career, sharing not only her experiences, but also some guidance and advice for future generations. What made you decide that this is what you wanted to study at all? Well, you know, I was always the little girl following around her dad with the toolbox trying to help fix things around the house. Basically, I was inclined towards hands-on, fixing stuff, changing stuff, wanting to see how things work, geeky math, science. It was a natural inclination towards that. And my dad being an engineer, I understood that you could get an engineering degree. I think, you know, a lot of the girls or women that I know that went into engineering, it's a pure exposure, just knowing that it's possible to get a degree in this thing. Right. So I went into mechanical engineering. I picked mechanical as it is very, very general. You can take it in so many different directions. It's how you specialize with that degree. And a mechanical degree, electrical degrees, they're very broad. What kind of challenges have you faced? I mean, as far as when you first started and I guess how your career went on, were there hurdles that you had to overcome as a woman? Yeah. Well, one time I got asked to make the coffee. I think it was more of the bumbling idiot than the intentional person that asked right. me to make the coffee. Right. <laughs> um, so I think the biggest challenge, you know, it's just feeling odd. It's feeling wrong. It's being in a room of 400 engineers and realizing you're one of four women and three of them are the admin people. And right. so it's it's just being unusual, being different, being singled out. Mm-hmm. You know, the days of, of overt sexism, overt, you don't belong here. I don't think that they still exist. It's still those little microaggressions, though. There's little, little comments, you know. When are, you, when are you having children? What are you doing right. this? You know, them giving you the, the side eye when you're wearing a skirt or something like that. That's the main thing. It's really just feeling just a little bit different, a little bit unusual. It can be good. They remember your name more. You know, they remember who you are. Have you mentored other women, other young students? Um, I've done a few, a, a few isolated sessions. I gave a a series of seminars on metrology and manufacturing and metrology to a group at the local community college that were focused on, um, you know, what is the industry like in manufacturing? What what are some of the things that could actually happen or be? And, and I was really upfront and brutal about how poor the numbers are for women in manufacturing. I showed the statistics that less than 10%, you know, if you're lucky. But I still ended it with what I think is, is a positive note. You know, I asked them, you know, how could I still advocate a career in manufacturing? I still think the advantages and the rewards 
greatly outweigh the bad parts. If you can push through beyond the differences, the rewards are so much higher. Mm -hmm. I am getting to a a stage in my career that I'm quickly approaching mid-career. I am no longer a younger woman, so I'm adapting to what that means to be a mentor. You know, it used to be that I was in the younger place trying to look up, trying to find more role models, and now I'm realizing, oh, I'm one of those now. And I, I guess I don't know completely how to deal with it, how to, how to do it. I do think it's important just to be out there and be in front and say, you know, simple things, you know, saying that I am a mother and bringing it up in inappropriate work conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I do talk a lot about words and language in the sense that I'm in a position of, of privilege and power that I can create change. Uh, words and how we, how we use them are, are simple little things that can create a better environment. Him and her, you know, not making assumptions about w- what the gender of some candidate might be or something like that. Um, we do a, a simple little thing, we make an optic and we core out a part of it. And it's the difference of saying, do we make a mother and a daughter or do we make a parent and a child? So let's say a graduate student comes up to you and says, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What do I do? What kind of advice would you give to that woman? You know, my husband is a, is a professor, and he um, in engineering also, and he is also in the field. So I get to see the difference between industry and academia. Okay. And I think both of them have their advantages and disadvantages. I mean, there are certain cases with academia that you don't need to be there except for class times. So you have a certain amount of flexibility. In industry, if you find the right company, you can get that flexibility. Companies are going to have different advantages or disadvantages. I really think it's about if you find yourself in a place that's not right for you, then you need to find a different place or make a different place. Don't accept bad situations. Don't accept them. Don't doubt yourself so much that you think this is normal, this is right. You have more confidence in yourself so that you can get yourself in a better situation. Right. Do you see a lot of self-doubt with some of these women that you interact with in the industry? I don't think so. I, I would say no. I first met Kate in 2016 at the Global Women of Light Symposium. The symposium, organized by Wisty Connect and the Optical Society, aims to spotlight women in STEM and also build a sustainable community of women in academia and industry supporting career growth and leadership opportunities. So with the Frontiers in Optics, the Women um, Global Women of Light Symposium, I appreciated that there were some men there. I think that yes. was great to have that perspective. So what do you think of programs like that? It is definitely not enough just to talk to the women. You're preaching to the choir. You have to convince the men that their world would better when there are more women and minorities. And it's not just women, it's other minorities also. We also have to teach them, and we have to teach all of ourselves how to be allies, how to create the better culture. Is it about words? Is it about not scheduling meetings at 4.30 when everyone has to go pick up the kids? You know, what are the things that can be done to create a better culture? And the men and all of us are gonna have to be part of that. I, I definitely think that's important to bring in all the voices. It's also a balance to make sure the men aren't speaking for the women's voices. What is the most fulfilling part of your job? What do you love the most about coming to work every day and doing what you do? What I like doing every day is helping my group fulfill their potential. 
we, I've got a bunch of great uh, younger engineers and I, I feel like I've been really able to teach them and what they're doing is they're taking what I taught them to beyond. And they're taking it to the next step and they're, they're making parts even better. There's something really fulfilling in the fact that um, that the knowledge is growing and it's growing out there. Kate also offers a simple piece of advice for young women who are interested in entering a STEM field, but may be hesitant. Yeah, just, just do it. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Through as I continue to examine women's roles in the photonics industry. And a special thanks to Kate Medicus for sharing her experiences and her insight that will support and promote the success of women in photonics. This podcast is written and produced by Justine Murphy for Photonics Media.